This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to Anatomy of Marriage Radio. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. What's up, my friends? My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome to AOM Radio. Happy Friday to you guys. So good to be here. Yes, our show is Real Help for Real Couples, and we made this show because we had a really terrible marriage, and we don't want that for you. And as always, our show is brought to you by the Anatomy of Marriage app. It's the couples counseling app that's fast, fun, and never boring. We created it, so you know Mm -hmm. it's good. It's fast, fun. It's fast, fun. fun. Today, we are going to talk about a husband wanting sex every single day, because every day we answer listener questions. You can send your questions in to hello at anatomyofmarriage.com. Uh, or DM us or whatever. But before we do that, we're going to do the mm-hmm. four things we do every day, which That's is prayer, right. intention, gratitude, and conversation starters. So let's right. dive in. Let's jump straight into it. Thank you, God, Creator, for your blessings. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the, another opportunity to uh, go live and help and be helped and just be in community with other people, to be in relationship. Thank you for all the stories and uh, things that we get to hear. I pray that this is helpful and our hearts and eyes and spirits are open and uh, to give and receive advice. Thank you. Amen. 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 That's right. Uh, what's up, Shane? What's up, Islam? Uh, okay. You know, I, I was so excited. Just yesterday, I'm going to segue into something here. Just yesterday, we did uh, three interviews, Yeah. and it was really, really cool, and we're really so holding. excited to bring you those interviews coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were on a couple other podcasts. We also had a, an amazing guest on our mm-hmm. podcast who's going to be unbelievably helpful, so morning, that's going to drop. What's up, Joe? That's going to drop probably next week. Maybe we'll just dump them all. And let right. you guys binge listen or something like that. And then today, you guys, today at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Pacific Standard Time, which is 6 p.m. 6 p.m. Louisiana time, we are going back on uh, Shamira, uh, sexologist Shamira, right, mm-hmm. on the green couch. And that's going to be a really fun conversation. Hope you guys caught it last week. We talked about sex. We talked about all kinds of things. And we're going live on her Instagram feed. On her um, feed. At 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I think it's 6 p.m. her time. That's right. How is that right? 6 p.m. doesn't seem right. But anyway. It's central. Um, so yeah, it's going to be really exciting. Sexologist Shamira is amazing. So mm. we are going to go talk about communication on her channel, and it's going to be rad. You should see us there. That's right. Okay. So again, the pigs, prayer, intention, gratitude. 
we did prayer. Mm-hmm. My intention today is to keep on showing up. You know what? It's pushing back against that resistance, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, if I feel, if I'm like, get my feelings hurt or offended by you, it's like push through that resistance because right. we are better than that. We are going for a pro marriage, mm-hmm. not an amateur marriage. Mm-hmm. And when I show up, I know that you love it in every single way. Mm-hmm. So when you show I'm, up, do I show up? You do. When you show up, do I not show up? Nope. That's right. So show up, y'all. I like that intention. Show up to show out. That's right. Uh, My intention is pretty much the same thing. Like I'm working on different things in the house that are helping us get crap. Like it's it's like helping get the ship ready to sail, if that makes sense. Like all this stuff just has to Mm. be there to get it, whatever. And my intention is, again, to continue that work really well. And when I do that work... Our marriage is better. I know that sounds weird, but a clean house makes a happy marriage. That's right. And better sex. Uh, somebody on YouTube says, will the Shamira, sexologist Shamira be on YouTube? I don't think so because it's an Instagram live yeah. and it's on her feed. So she kind of is We do all the of ship. these, but other people mm-hmm. don't. So Good but, morning, Adina. Good to see you. Um, yeah. So we can, we'll share it out though mm-hmm. on our podcast so you can hear it there. <clears throat> you know what I'm really thankful for? Hmm. I am thankful, and this isn't a judgment or like, yeah, I wish you could do this all the time. I am thankful that when you get up in the morning, you are, or sometimes, when you are kind of silly and you're engaged, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes you you wake up, which is fine. We all wake up however we wake up, but sometimes you wake up and it it actually looks like kind of your family of origin, just like you're super focused on something and you don't even say good morning or whatever, you know, and I feel much more connected to you when you're not that way. And I don't know if it's a conscious decision for you, but it, uh, I appreciate that. Right. I, I like it. So thank you again. There's no judgment there or anything. I'm not saying, Hey, don't be a dummy. Uh, right. You're you welcome. Know. I'm not thinking anything. Yeah. I'm just being a human. Yeah, so. I know. Oh, what the heck? Hmm. Put your That's an early call. It was. It is on Our sleep. Our phones are all cray. Anyhow, <laughs> okay. My uh, Seth was doing the gratitude. He didn't say that to anybody. Yes, I'm sorry. So my uh, gratitude, the thing I'm thankful for uh, today would be. You did something yesterday that was. Oh, I know. Literally, any time that our kids aren't home and we have like 20 minutes to do anything fun, we watch uh, Shit's Creek and eat food. And it's <laughs> right. basically my favorite. Yeah. It's very, very fun. And I'm thankful that yesterday the kids were gone. We had like this short window of time, and you're like, put on the creek. Yeah. <laughs> we so, get our salads and our so, whatever so, and go watch So that, that's Creek. funny because maybe that's a product of being married 16 years. You know, right. it's like maybe some listeners are like, yeah, and whenever we have right. 20 minutes, oh yeah, I no know, kids. Like, no, no. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Nope. We're eat I'd, tasty I'd rather food. I'd rather eat a sandwich and uh, watch Shit's Creek. Right. Sometimes, of course, sometimes. But maybe that's a good segue into <laughs> what we're going to talk about today. So, right. the title of this show is "Help." My husband gets upset if we don't have sex every day, and I'm going to give you some personal kind of views on that, and then a therapist point of view too. Mm-hmm. And then I am dying to hear what you have to say. So, right into so, the question. Here's the question, and if you have a question, you can send them into hello at anatomyofmarriage.com or you can send them through our website, mm-hmm. DM us, whatevs. It says, my partner and I have been having the same reoccurring argument in our relationship for the past year. He is wanting me to initiate sex more. And honestly, I can definitely do that as I may have gotten comfortable with him always starting it. I have no problem with this. That being said, when I do initiate, he often questions my motives and winds up telling me as he stops me or worse, after we have had sex, that he 
that he didn't really think I wanted it, that I was just doing it for him. Hmm. If I am making the move, I want it, even if I'm not fully there yet. I hmm. will definitely get there. Uh, is there anything wrong with that? I have told him this, and I have told him that his reaction has started putting me in my head, making me feel awkward or stupid while initiating sex, or hmm. that I have been begin or that I begin wondering if you will believe that I want him. It is so toxic and is shaking my confidence in a way that I have never experienced before. I also feels I also feel that he gets upset when he doesn't get to have sex. We can go just one night without it because you know life. And sure enough, he will be in the mood the next day and we'll, and we will likely fight. I have mentioned before that I should be fine if I am not in the mood or sex just doesn't happen. He says it is fine, but his actions and demeanor say otherwise. I am so exhausted from having to convince the guy that I am literally dressed in lingerie for or getting naked with that I want him. This fight hmm. and all of the back and forth has taken a toll on us and definitely on me. We still have amazing sex. We still have it an average of twice a day. No kids here, obviously. So quality and quantity are there. But then the rug gets pulled out from under me when the topic comes up again for whatever reason. And he presumes to tell me that I don't really want it. My head is so confused with this mess. Please mm. help me. Wow. Well, okay. That's crazy. Uh, I One thing. I, so I didn't read the question before I read the headline. You never do. Right. Um, kudos to that much sex if both of you are wanting that much sex then okay that's great that's remember what dr Corey allen says uh, your your outside marriage kind of reflects what is inside the bedroom sometimes the way you do sex is the way you do life you right mean? right so you guys are obviously have a healthy sex life oh i would challenge that to, well i mean if she says the sex is great and they're having it average twice a day mm -hmm. right however there is some confusion kind of getting in right so i mean this is one of those questions where there's so much that I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to make right. big blanket statements because I'm like, oh, geez, I was way off, right? Mm -hmm. So one thing would, okay, I want you guys to step up your communication about this. Right. Have a five-minute marriage meeting as much as you have sex. Ooh, Busted. that would be really helpful, mm -hmm. right? Having having one five two five-minute meetings a day, right. sometimes we don't even do that, you mm -hmm. know, about, hey, What's going on? We're going to use the clearing structure. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? What are your mm -hmm. plans? Right? The pigs. Right. right? My intention, my gratitude. And, you know, we can add goals to mm -hmm. that kind of thing. <laughs> That's really good, actually. If you... if you Okay, come on. Yes. A five-minute meeting yes. as much as you had sex, right? <laughs> what would that change? A lot. Mm -hmm. Is that... I'm supposed to answer that? This is a conversation, so, oh you know, gosh. let's kind of like bounce off of each other, not just like... I'm not just... <laughs> When you end sentences, like, out of nowhere, who knows what to say? No one, not even you, clearly, <laughs> know what to say at the end of a sentence like that. Um, I think the thing I want to make sure we're talking about within this relationship, mm -hmm. like, that the couple is talking about, is, uh, what is that, Stockholm Syndrome? Is that a, what it's called? Yes. Well, are you talking about when uh, somebody gets kidnapped and held hostage hostage the person falls like, in love with right. their so i'm not trying to say okay hear me out i am not trying to say hmm. that like your husband is bad your situation is bad so please i don't want it to come across that way but what i sense and i could be wrong is that this wife is an awesome lady and is making the best out of a situation she doesn't love hmm. I, I mean you did say the sex is amazing but uh, I mean, sex twice a day, unless you're both like standing in the kitchen and you're like, 
ooh, friskiness. Like this is exciting. Mm-hmm. The, and you and you have sex out of that energy. Unless that is what is happening. Mm-hmm. I can very much imagine that your husband is actually using you as like his anti-anxiety medication Mm. and he is making you think you have to have great sex. Mm -hmm. Like, um, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, like he is manipulating the situation, not on purpose. Please hear me say Mm -hmm. that. I don't think he knows he's doing this. I don't think he understands that it's probably not healthy, but I think what is happening is he is like, I feel bad. I feel weird. I don't know. I I know what fixes this sex. Mm. So this goes into the men feel connection when we have sex. I don't think he's trying to feel connection. I think he's trying to feel different than he feels. Right. But it's it's sort of like we talked about on the um, show yesterday, which will air soon. Um, sometimes we are feeling things, this cognitive dissonance. Mm -hmm. And for sometimes men, it's how do I connect? Oh my goodness. There's this emotional thing and sex is a direct pathway to that. You know what I'm saying? So he's substituting sex for a different kind of work that he may have to do to uh, be differently connected in an an emotional way. It's almost like, uh, the way a kid uses a pacifier, um, to make themselves feel better. Mm -hmm. I think that He's using sex to make himself feel different or better. Mm. And what I don't like about that is, well, one, I'm going to just say, like, you as a wife, that's amazing that you would be like, well, he wants sex twice a day. Okay. I mean, and I'll make it the best sex I can. Like, Mm -hmm. that's awesome. That's awesome. But at the same exact time, uh, I don't think he's actually doing his own personal work, especially if he is telling you, right. you need to initiate sex. Mm-hmm. Why did you initiate sex? You only did that because you yeah. wanted bleh. Like that is a yeah. sign. I am not balanced. I am mm-hmm. not well. I've asked you to uh-huh. do this, but when you do it, I'm upset. Or, or yeah, or or there's, uh, or not, or. Um, I, I believe there might be some insecurity there oh, too. Yeah. And like, so this is a thing... Um, which, which, okay, I, I can really understand where this guy is coming from to to a degree. Right. I don't, I don't really think like he uh, is described. As <laughs> Matthew thinking. says twice a day or twice a decade, asking for a friend. Uh oh, <laughs> hope it's not twice a decade. I have, a, I've had clients since right. twice a decade, and yeah. they're in trouble. Um, but what was I saying? So I can identify with this. Like if, 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 if I know that, if I know that I want something and you particularly don't and i feel uh patronized or just kind of like okay well i'll do it because you want to then that makes me feel bad it makes me feel like (laughs) no pun intended i'm it makes me feel like i'm putting you out right you you know what i'm saying put out to put out kind of thing and i don't like that feeling because it's like pity like oh pity i just need sex and stuff like that which is a feeling that some men struggle with like if you say well okay yeah i'm gonna do this for him i'm gonna you know, get dressed in the laundry, then, okay, that's, then I, there's something there that I have to be comfortable receiving that gift. Right. And okay with it. And mm-hmm. then there's an, another thing of also trusting you, like, hey, if we're in bed together and we're doing right. this, I want to be here and do this too. Mm-hmm. And actually trusting that. And I think that comes from family of origin. So I would really highly encourage this guy to dive into some family of origin stuff and maybe some Enneagram stuff as mm-hmm. well. But more so family of origin and not use sex as a distraction or a coping mechanism. Oh, I feel anxious. I feel kind of, oh, there's this cognitive dissonance. Okay, hey, hey, let's let's go right. kind of thing. And was, I, don't, I don't think that right. is... Uh, it can continue to morph into something 
more right. unhealthy I mean, than I it think, already is. I, again, I don't want to say that your current sexual pattern of having sex twice a day or once a day or whatever is bad. I don't want to shame you or have you feel bad about that. Mm-hmm. But I do think it is not about desire, love, and connection. It mm-hmm. is about being you're, you're like the anti-anxiety medication for your husband. Right. And that is not sustainable. Yeah. Um, th- and that's really the problem that I have. I, well, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, but th- Let me jump in. Hey, Jesse, I emailed you. And uh, hey, Bethany, I hope the baby is doing good. Sorry, I know I interrupted you, but the, that just came up. Uh, Bethany, we should uh, talk oh, soon. Oh, hey, Andy. Andy <laughs> says, thanks for streaming on YouTube, y'all. You're welcome. Ugh, I can talk to people too. I know. I um, know. But yeah, so I think that it's just really important to really be looking at this critically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will say, just from our own marriage and experience, I've done this type of thing with Seth where I've said, I need you to want something I want, right? And mm. in uh, here's a real, it's like, kind of a well, backwards like example. Me, an example. Remember when you used to go, hey, kids, it's time to... Uh, and you would say time to eat, like yeah. in the most annoying, right. ugly way. Mm-hmm. And I asked him to stop doing it because it really bo- it was just sounds gross. Right. And I asked him to stop doing it. Guess what happened? Every time he would say, hey, kids, it's time to eat. Normally, I would because hear... Because I, lis- I listened to you he, and said, okay, I'm not going to do he that. He listens no to me and deal. he stopped doing it. But guess what happened? <laughs> every time he said, hey, kids, it's time to eat, which is literally every night, I would hear in my head, time to eat. Time to eat. And I just told him, just say it. I mean, there's no point. Like, it's been right. like six months of you not saying it. And I hear it every <laughs> time anyway. So I need to stop pretending like uh-huh. I can manipulate your whole life to fit my needs. Right. So how does that like break this down because I don't understand how this this, fits in. It's that vibe of if I am saying to my partner, Mm -hmm. if you change this pattern, whether that's stop saying time to uh, (laughs) or um, if you you do something to make me happy, like I'm requesting you, like always wear a lumberjack outfit and flirt with me. I will never feel good about it because it is manipulative. I will never be like, Oh, I love that he did the lumberjack thing. Like, it, no, it'll always feel weird because I made him do it. It is not actually honoring who you are. So, how does this translate? Because I'm, I'm not disagreeing with what you're saying. I'm just kind of actually not following it for some reason. Just, would it would it be like, hey, uh, I love you. Everything's great, but I really need to be with you every night. What? Is is that the same thing? And is, am I okay. am I manipulating something if I say that? Like, let me put it in a different. Things that go good, we have to do this yes, every night. That's very manipulative. Like mm-hmm. that is a, you are not a sovereign person. You are not. Uh, it, my ha- your happiness is in my hands. This husband. So that's not happy- being dif- differentiated. Yes. Okay. Okay. In therapy speak. So for me to be happy, then I have to do this. Well, okay. I need to do some work myself to be differentiated. Right. right? And especially she's saying in the email. Uh, he says he can not have sex for one day, but then he gets angry or he's, you know, frustrated or mad the next day mm-hmm. when they haven't been intimate. And I think that is a huge sign. Like mm-hmm. he's using intimacy as some sort of coping mechanism for not being differentiated, knowing himself mm-hmm. and healing from some sort of thing or mm-hmm. growing. Or sex can be addictive. Oh, too, yeah. Oh, right? sure. Like think about... There's a couple of criteria if for something if it's addictive or not, right? right? You know, does it does it hit all these pleasure centers, right? Is it uh, is it can you um, build a tolerance up to it? Yes. Lastly, 
are there withdrawal symptoms? Right. That is one of the key determinants in addiction language. Right. Are there a withdrawal systems? Yeah. He gets irritable. Take away a switch from a 12-year-old. Guess mm-hmm. what happens if I don't have coffee? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of irritable, kind of cranky, you know, whatever. So sex, you know, obviously there's sex addiction stuff. So maybe it's that. Right. Right. And I'm not saying like, because a lot of people have really, really negative connotations with sex addicts. Like I've had clients that oh, yeah. literally do crazy, like get prostitutes often, right? Mm-hmm. Because they are impulsive and there's all kinds of stuff, right? And I'm not saying that, that, that this guy is a possible sex addict or something. Right. But sometimes we use certain things to cope, to not to not um, look at the stuff that we swept under the rug, right? right? So right. if you're getting irritable, if you're getting upset, if you're like, oh, it has to be this way, I would I would explore that, right. you know? So basically there's work to do around right. this. So there's a it's sort of a two-part thing there where... Mm-hmm. Um, you're inadvertently, unintentionally training him to be like, oh, you feel weird? Come on, let's have sex. It's like a passy, a pacifier to a baby. I hate, mm-hmm. I just hate how that feels. Mm-hmm. You're training him to, to, to not sit in his own discomfort and figure it out. Don't you dare Enable. cut me off. Yes, you're enabling that pattern to go on, training him to go, I don't feel good. Let's have sex, right? And and that is a biological, you are hardwiring his brain. Mm-hmm. Superhighway is being built in his brain. It's already there, obviously. It was so funny. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like, you said, I don't feel good. It's kind of like a man like stubbing his toe or something like, right. oh man. Oh, you know Bru- feel uh, better. <laughs> even when you do it, it makes you so grossed out. <laughs> that um, is funny. But yeah, it's that, it's that mm-hmm. vibes of you become like, you become the band-aid for his emotional like did mm-hmm. neglect or I mean not mm-hmm. neglect but like his his lack of emotional self-awareness you are now becoming mm-hmm. the band-aid which he is going to become addicted to mm-hmm. and probably already is addicted to oftentimes women in relationships culturally and also there's a huge biological right. bio evo piece to this women are nurturers so they right. like go to that right. you know and you then love that your husband would, you think oh okay well yeah i can do that for i can get yeah. in the mood even if i'm not in the mood right now mm-hmm. right which that's that that's okay too right right because sometimes we you know you're talking about emily nagoski's work mm-hmm. you you know brakes and accelerators and stuff and there are things that can get you yeah in the mood and that's not a bad thing because you have connection and a great time later mm-hmm. you know so that's we're not saying you have to be like super high sex drive accelerators going bonkers right. just to be with your Partner, right, you know? right. But there mm-hmm. is an element of, I think, that you need to explore here. And it's healing and really getting underneath that. Because what, what I think of is life throws curveballs at you, like mm-hmm. no matter what you do. What if you get sick? Mm-hmm. What if you get pregnant? What if you have kids? I have no idea how old mm-hmm. you are, so I don't know if that's like a thing that you're going to do. Um, I mean, there's about a million things that could stop this from being a day, twice a day occurrence. Mm-hmm. Is he going to lose his crap? Is he going to break down because he can't have sex with you twice a day like Mm -hmm. that that instability is what is the most important and most prominent thing in this conversation is why is he so unstable Mm -hmm. why is he going to you to be his like his true north Mm -hmm. that's not healthy sounds Mm -hmm. really romantic but it's not healthy at all Mm -hmm. um and that that's kind of the yeah maybe some codependent stuff but again uh you know the questions like this 
I you without know, if, context. If, without yeah. context, if I was in person, I would ask all of these things and probably be like, "Oh, that's the totally wrong direction that we're taking this." Right. Seth and Melanie, which is fine. We're open to that, so we're not making like again blanket statements. Uh, so just right and some- uh, and as a tool that I would say would be helpful in this situation is go get the Anatomy of Marriage app. The mm. clearing structure is free in the app, and you can get it in the App Store and Google Play or whatever. And literally sit down and use the clearing structure inside of the app. I'm going to say it again. It's in the toolbox of the Anatomy of Marriage I'm going to say it again. Go get it because it's interactive, meaning it helps you figure out what answers mm-hmm. best suit your needs. You fill it out. So, dear husband, when you get upset when we don't have sex, it makes me feel, and mm-hmm. then it gives you options of feelings, mm-hmm. and then you talk through it, and then it generates an actual paragraph for you to read to your partner. You can text it to them. You can screenshot it or whatever. You can email. If you buy the app, you can um, send it. You can sync it with your partner mm-hmm. and share it, but it really does give you a roadmap for having these uncomfortable conversations well and for trying to have them without fighting, without causing more problems and generating um, some solutions. So Mm -hmm. I really highly recommend that you use the Anatomy of Marriage app, clearing structure inside of the toolbox Mm -hmm. um, because uh, sexual conversations, they're so hard to have because our culture makes sex so weird. Like Mm -hmm. it's everywhere, but don't talk about it in a healthy way because that's gross, you perv, right? Like it's it's Mm -hmm. very weird. It's very hard to talk about. People feel super shamed. They're embarrassed. Mm -hmm. So um, the clearing structure is a great tool because you're not having a face-to-face one-on-one conversation. It's Mm -hmm. like almost like texts, right? In therapy, we talk about externalizing the problem Mm -hmm. and that is taking the issue Mm -hmm. that you and I have uh, maybe a hard time talking about, Right. right? And literally... Picking it up and putting it here. Right. Like, hey, Melanie, we're going to talk about this. Right. We both know that this is something that we struggle with right. and can be awkward and weird, but we're both agreeing to talk about it like this right. and look at it from a different th- different perspective, and that's right. called externalizing the mm-hmm. problem. Then we can take our own brain power, right, and put it towards that right. problem. It's really powerful. Uh, I know Andy I, says, uh, my girlfriend and I spent two hours on conversation starters last night while our power was out. So fun. Yes, Andy, that's awesome. Yeah, in in the Anatomy Marriage app, there are conversations starters, hundreds of them, and they are so fun. We do them on our date nights. We do, I mean, they're just so fun. Actually, 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 we did them on a car ride with our kids too. Mm -hmm. We just made them so they weren't like inappropriate. Right. And it was so much fun. So thank you for sharing that. Ben, what's up, my friend down in Texas? He says, sex can give a temperature of of a relationship. If sex is absent, it signals a problem. If that's all there is to the relationship, it also signals a problem. That's cool, yeah. It, go, it, it can go it can go both ways, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, all we have is great sex, but we don't talk about anything else. Right. Right? Well, right. that's going to be hard to run a household and, and raise a family and, <laughs> right. and things like that. So, you guys, Melanie was talking about the app and stuff. And if you guys find yourself at an impasse at a place where you need more help, as a therapist, as a licensed therapist, I cannot encourage enough go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. There, you will hook up with a licensed professional therapist, a counselor who is trained, who knows about addiction, anxiety, sex therapy, depression, communication. It will You will actually get your own personal therapist that you spend an hour or more with every single week. You have access to emails, texts, video chats. Getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. You guys are going there and... 
you're getting help. And that is one of the main things that we wanted to do with this podcast when we were going through all our crap. Video sessions with real counselors weren't mm-hmm. a thing, right? right. These, kind, these types of interactive podcasts weren't a thing. So we knew that we had to create a resource that we wanted. And we're continuing to do that to add mm-hmm. value, to add resources to you guys by partnering with people like getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy marriage. Faithful so, counseling. Drives me crazy. You I'm never sorry. say the name. I'm sorry. No, it's get faithful. No, it's not. It's faithful counseling. The, the website is get faithful. So, I know. That's what I'm saying. No, no, you're not. It's okay. The website is getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage. Oh my goodness. This is so not a thing. Anyway, it drives Thanks. me bonkers. Bonkers. Well, um, but another now I'm thing mad. I, now uh, I'm going to go to get faithful. <laughs> you mean faithful counseling? <laughs> uh, one of the things I want to say too with therapy and especially conversations around I- intimacy and sex. Mm-hmm. And uh, I honestly, if like men working through being differentiated and talking about their emotions, if mm-hmm. they struggle with that, you cannot do this stuff alone. You oh my gosh. cannot read no. a book about it and figure out, mm-hmm. figure it out. You cannot. What is happening on our YouTube channel? Uh, Rockstar Gaming, you're about to get. No, it's just a bot. It's <laughs> okay, a fake there's a bot, bot so on our. Ignore, <laughs> ignore that. Um, so with get with uh, faithful counseling and the the help that they provide, like I don't know if people understand. You can't just read a book and get better. You mm-hmm. can't just. Um, talk about it once and have healing. Mm-hmm. You need someone to walk alongside of you to do this stuff with you to help it make sense. Um, and that and that is why we partnered with Faithful Counseling and mm-hmm. why we suggest it to people because it's teletherapy, it's HIPAA compliant, it's real counseling, it's cheaper, and it's accountability. It's right. help. It's having someone to say, I know you feel anxious today, right now, I get it. But here's what we're gonna do, mm-hmm. right? Like we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna meditate. We're gonna blah blah blah. So that's the that's what's so important and why we partnered with them. Um, but if you really feel like okay, the therapy piece, I got it. I just need someone to kick my butt. Mm. You can do coaching with us. Hello, coaching is one of the greatest things ever invented in the world. <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind with the rock star mm. crap on. How do you YouTube. like block that? I you guess block you block it, it afterward. I don't know. I don't know. Huh. Let me try right now. Okay. Well, anyway, what Melanie was talking about, we kicked off coaching a couple of months ago and it is amazing. We did coaching in 2019 and it made a huge difference. We had someone in our corner right there saying, Hey, you got this. Here's your goals that we all came up with. I'm not letting you back down. There mm-hmm. were a couple times we wanted to back down halfway through it. Remember when we're like, oh my gosh, oh, this, yeah. is, this is a lot of money. How can we do this? Right. And he was like, you, you said you would. You said you would. Right. What kind of man, what kind of woman are you? And I was like, oh, like, and it's, snap. It's basically like the turning pro idea and like this right. growing up idea. Like, yeah. oh, I don't want to do it. I don't like it today. He's like, so? Tough Eat crap. crap. Like you signed up. Right. Do it. And do that's it. exactly what you need, you know? That's right. And it is... It's pretty awesome, yeah. Right, so it is really awesome. uh, it, it, it's it's fun for us. It's our zone of genius, and we love to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Because we see the change with people who commit to it. Right, change happens, and it's 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 a beautiful thing to witness. Jesse said, "I wish I could have Melanie get Apple or my wife Apple." Apple. What does that mean? Apple. I don't know. I don't either. Hmm. Um, uh, one of the things I love about coaching too is we check in with our clients every single day. We I make a weekly act action plan we make weekly action Mm -hmm. plans with custom like 
custom things for every person, every couple. It's really awesome. And it's, it's very much life-changing. So if you're ready, you should check out coaching go to coaching at anatomy of marriage.com. Yeah, that's right. And learn more about All it. Right. So On let's th- dive into our, um, conversation. Starters of the day. No, not questions. A hold. Oh, get a hold of my wife. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Do you guys have any growth mindset type books for kids? There is The Warrior's Way by Jocko Willink. Mm-hmm. And he has um, a series of Warrior's Way books for mm-hmm. kids. Our kids, for some reason, didn't like them. But uh, I gave them to our neighbor's kid. And he, <laughs> no joke, does like 50 push-ups a day and 10 pull-ups. And mm-hmm. he has started cooking his own food. The kid is 12 years old. <laughs> he, like, to ha- I mean, he's got like a six-pack now. Maybe because that's a reflection of, the Jocko of our Willink parenting. Book. I don't know. I don't know. We've got to tighten that up. But anyway, okay, on to so, the So, yeah, um, there is Jocko Willink does have kids' books about having a growth mindset. Um, but it's a lot, it's, I guess it's a little bit more about discipline, but mm-hmm. discipline is very much growth mindset mm-hmm. based, if that makes sense. I'm glad that you're thinking about that kind of stuff, though. That is awesome. Let's see. All right. Have I asked you this one? What's the coolest thing you've ever done? Um, I've done. L- Actually, a million cool things. Tell me the coolest thing you've ever done. I don't know. Come up with one. Toured in a rock band. uh, Traveled to a bunch of countries. um, Bungee jumped a couple times. Helicopter rides to a glacier. uh, Ice climbed in Alaska. uh, Rock climbed. I've actually I fell eighty feet one time. (laughs) Rock climbing. That sounds terrifying. Uh, yeah, I was, I, you know, we obviously had ropes and there was multi-pitches and all that stuff, if people know about, but we did a 400-foot multi-pitch climb and I, I fell 20 feet, but then at the anchor point, you fall 20 feet more. Oh, yeah. So it's, oh, I said 80 feet. Right. I meant 40 feet, right. but a 40-foot fall is say 80 scary. 80 seems as, like you could like really die, <laughs> like even well, if yeah, you're that, on a rope. That is a good one. So yeah. I've done a million cool things and I've been super, super blessed. So yeah, I don't know. What's the coolest thing you've ever done? I don't know. I mean, I think it's pretty cool that I used to sing at Mars Hill with Dustin Kinzer of Thrice. <laughs> that is cool. Um, yeah. I sang on your album. I sang on another on a one. a couple of Emory albums, yeah. Um, I sang at a wedding with Noah Guthrie, who was the finalist on America's Got Talent. Oh, yeah. Um, you sang at a wedding in Spain? Hello. Yeah, in I a, sang in an 800-year-old church. That, that was, was really awesome. awesome. I sang uh, Ave Maria at a, in a, like, stone temple in Spain. In, yeah. That was crazy. Um I think going to Iceland is pretty amazing. Yeah. Like I've been to Iceland and gone in the lagoon. The, the, the blue lagoon. Blue lagoon. In Larsvask. <laughs> Sorry to our Iceland. That's a good question. Listeners. So just just imagine being with your partner on dinner. Like, hey, what's the coolest thing you've ever done? Right. You know, because I might, I've probably done some cool things that you don't even know about. Oh, yeah, you know for sure. Like, absolutely. Right. Because you're a lot older than me. Um, uh, here's the next nice one. Nice try. What is your favorite memory of me? There's a, there's a lot you of them. You can't say that oh to my everything. Goodness. Okay. What's there. one of your favorite memories of me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use it in terms of photos because that's uh, that sounds like a cop out. But one of my favorite photos of you that is a memory mm. is on the top of that building in Spain. Remember where our hotel? Oh yeah. And you're like rolling up your sleeve, and mm. there's like this Spanish or that's Portugal. No, that was no, in, that was in Malaga, Malaga, in Spain. Yeah. Um, and there's like these mountains behind you, and you look super sexy because you have a five. You have like a beard. Yeah. You have a beard. You have a beard, and you look super sexy with your beard. So obviously, um, she likes a beard. <laughs> uh, Jesse says, "Love Noah, such an awesome tone." Yeah, he is good. Um, I one sang of my with him. so I mean, how cool in, was that? Okay, so one of the times we went to Hawaii. Uh huh. And well, actually, the first time, and you were snorkeling, and you had little ponytails, and you were waving, you know, and that was just so cute. I was like, "There's my girl." 
swimming in what the ocean. What about the turtle? And the turtle that scared you too. So <laughs> scared the crap out of you. Yeah, that was I fun. got out of the water immediately. Yeah. So guys, the point of this is on the Anatomy of Marriage app, use conversation starters. Sometimes we need help to be like, I don't know what to talk about. You're there, you're there, bleh, you know, right. just looking at each other. Open up the app and start the conversation. I want to ask this one. Okay. What types of surprises do you enjoy? Oh, man. Uh, I typically don't like surprises, so a gift card would be a cool surprise because okay. I could choose what I got. Right, right. Gift cards are good. What kind of surprises do I like? I don't know. Probably... I, Cake? Eh, no, not really. I don't I don't know if I like... A party? Su- I don't know if I like surprises so much, to be honest with you, because then I feel like I have to be on and, and like... Here's the thing. About an Enneagram 9... I don't like surprises because I feel then I have to like be thanks and act like that's exactly what I wanted kind of thing. You know, I think any, well, okay, I'll just be real. Any surprise around sex or or intimacy, that's always welcome, right? So (laughs) I said a really funny surprise. I'm a man. Uh, <laughs> nope, that would not be cool. So you ought to know, have you personally worked with families with a special needs child? How do they vary with typical parents? The divorce rate in 2007, I believe, was 79 cents. Yeah. So my 79 mother... 79%. 79%. My mother is a special ed teacher in South Carolina, and I have worked with special needs children and adults for about as long as I can remember, since about 10th grade, right. with developmental disabilities of all sorts. And my cousin... It uh, has autism, mm-hmm. and then our nephew has mm-hmm. autism as well. So, special needs community is not something that we are not familiar with, right? right? And yeah, that that is really a difficult. Uh, well, it can be taxing for some families, right? Mm-hmm. And I would say, uh, personally, I haven't done a lot of counseling, really, um, or we haven't done a lot of anatomy and marriage stuff with special needs families. Mm-hmm. That is something that we would be completely open, to, open yeah. to. And I would say a focus on the parents being together because mm-hmm. a lot of times it does come from top-down stuff. And if we're together on the same page, then we can tackle most things right. right but if we have dissonance between us mm-hmm. and like oh do it, do it this way do it that way and you know people are getting offended and feelings hurt all mm-hmm. the time it's like that just doesn't work it's like having one wheel not on a car right you know what i'm saying so i i would i would focus on communication focus on uh outcomes uh t- t- shared outcomes and right. then also you know what when you're at 50 percent, i'll be at 100 mm-hmm. and the ability and the kind of like you got my back i got your back right we are stronger together right yeah i feel like um in the experiences that i've had uh, like we have family members you know who have autism and then different people we know and their kids and all these things but one of the things that i've witnessed just as a human noticing things is that typically one of the parents ends up being sort of the investigator they work harder to figure out what to do. They take the kid to appointments. It's like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What would that be called? It's not not caretaker, but it's mm-hmm. like they take on the responsibility because they're home more mm-hmm. of what do we do next? How do we get this service? How do we get this in school? Mm-hmm. How do we do that? And I think what can what can happen is that is so mentally taxing for the person who is mm-hmm. home all day. Or and I have no idea. Like if you're talking about your own child, if you're talking, you know, how old they are, whatever. Um, but there needs to be a real like zoom out thirty thousand foot assessment of the delegation of responsibilities who mm-hmm. is doing what who gets downtime when when do we uh, when the example of um my nephew he doesn't sleep so he's up all night all the kids have to hear him running around the house he makes the sound like e eh, all day long and so it's it's um it's like 
when you're in it, you're just in it. And a lot of couples, a lot of families are just in it. And they're mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know. Like I'm in this. I have to just do the next thing right in front of me. But if you can take a minute to zoom out, mm-hmm. which would be great to do with the therapist, mm-hmm. which would be great to go to faithful counseling for, um, and, and, get connected with them, but it's very helpful to zoom out and say, okay, here's what is on our plate. What can we add? What can we take out? What could we change that would give us a better mm-hmm. outcome here? Like, and caregivers need breaks. Like, oh, are you kidding? The burnout rate for caregivers. Yeah. And especially if the caregiver is a mother or father, right. With other kids you know, to take you, care you, of, you don't get a break. So right. you have to say in, you know, a typical situation, one parent works outside of the home, right? right. While the other parent is with the kid all day. Yeah. So that you, you have to, you have, well, first of all, you have to be aware of it and right. then very intentional. Like, okay, when, when one parent gets home from work, here's your release valve, right? right? Go, right. go. Or, you know, if, if the, if the one parent has a particularly stressful job, mm-hmm. Hey, I, in order for me to do this, mm-hmm. I have to have 30, 45 an hour right. to, to transition from this to this. Right. And then you right. go off. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's, it's like a, very, a tag team. Like It's a, a tag team. It's a very give and take balance of mm-hmm. stuff you know there's been times in raising our own kids who don't have special needs mm-hmm. where it's been really stressful yeah, like it's the chaotic uh, yeah. this is today was a really bad day right kind of thing oh, oh hey I, I got you i hear you right go mm-hmm. go on a walk go with pamela take do what you got to do right. right which uh it's a it's a balance but you have to be very intentional and uh aware right. of that too so i'm looking at time that's, well, a, that's one, a really good one subject. question one uh, thought really quickly too is mm-hmm. that uh, another reason that if you are in this situation with a special needs child and you feel overwhelmed all those kinds of things to get uh, help and to get therapy is that a lot of times when there is a special needs child in the family there's a lot of unprocessed guilt mm. uh, did I cause this is it mm-hmm. my fault am I a bad a mom am I yeah. whatever you've got to talk to somebody about that um, it's like you just can't leave things unprocessed, I guess. Like you'd say that quote, like something that's unprocessed will come up in a different way. Mm-hmm. And that can literally just be your thoughts about your child, about, you know, their future. Cause everything changes. Um, my nephew will never drive a car. He'll never live on his own. He'll never, you know, like mm-hmm. speak in paragraphs. He's like, literally will never do that. And so that changes the trajectory of his mom's life and ours. Like we're going to be here and live right down the road and help them out forever. And that's our, that's our plan. Right. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, there's a lot, a lot to process. So make sure that you are actually processing it, processing it with someone who can help you. So mm-hmm. again, go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get um, counseling with Faithful Counseling if you really need that help. And thank you for asking the question. Yeah, that's a great question. Okay, guys, All right. have an awesome weekend. We got some killer shows lined up for you mm-hmm. next week. And remember, today we are going on sexologist Shamira's Instagram feed, live with her, 4 p.m. PST, 6, 6 p.m. CST. So tune into that. It's going to be fun, so just fun. like it was last week. Yeah. So you guys go check that out. Email any questions at hello at anatomyofmarriage.com. And remember... If you need help, go to getfaithful.com forward slash anatomy of marriage for real counseling. Exactly. We love you. Oh, thanks so much. I'm I'm really good. I'm really good at what I do, but yes, we get overwhelmed. Right. Can't wait to play this for my husband. Awesome. 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 That awesome. is so good. If you have right. any other questions, we're here. So yeah. all right. Peace have an out. Amazing day. People. Bye. Bye.